welcome to Journey to Purpose podcast. Warm greetings to you from here. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. From wherever in the world you're listening from, thank you for tuning in to Journey to Purpose podcast. I go by the name Annie Chucks, and I am your host. I hope that you achieve the plans you have for yourself today, and that at the end of the day, you're able to say, I'm quite satisfied with how my day went. So, for today, we're going to be talking about the purpose, the meaning of purpose, how it relates to you, and some reasons as to why you can be deterred from the path leading to your purpose in life. This is an interesting topic. You might want to sit back, relax, or sit back and still do what you're doing, but just try to pay attention because it's going to be worth your time. Let's get right to it then. The Oxford Dictionary defines purpose as the reason for which something is done or created, or for which something exists. Similar words or synonyms are justification, ambition, usefulness, basis, objective, and so on. When you relate this to a human being, it would be defined as the reason for which a human being is created or for which a human being exists. Someone is probably thinking, yeah, yeah. I damn well know the meaning of purpose. You're right. You most likely do. But have you ever sat to ponder or meditate on the reason you're alive? I mean, you get to sleep and wake up, hale and hearty. Not everyone was able to do that. Some people actually die while they sleep. Not to sound pessimistic or anything but I'm actually spitting hard facts some people die while they sleep we can't exactly claim to be better than they are or where it's the reason we thank God every day we wake up to the light of a new morning no matter how righteous we think we are he alone knows why he has kept us on earth don't you think And so Isaiah 55 verse 8 says, My thoughts are nothing like yours. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Inasmuch as we were created in the image and likeness of God, we were still created from dust. So it's important for us to be humble seek knowledge and wisdom from the Lord. Life and its privileges are a gift from our maker. But then, what's our gift to him? I mean, we just can't continue to take and take and take. What do we give to the Lord who created us? 
And so Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30, speaks about the parable of the three servants who were given gold coins by their master according to their abilities. The servant given 5,000 gold coins invested and earned another 5,000. The one who received 2,000 earned another 2,000. However, the servants who received a thousand coins dug a hole in the ground and kept his master's money. The first and second were rewarded. The third servant, however, was admonished for keeping the one thousand coins without investing or at least keeping in the bank to yield some interest. He was called a bad and lazy servant. And he was told to give the coins to the first servants who had shown good management and responsibility skills. This is an interesting parable in the Bible. And you can look at it from different points. But then in totality of, of, of everything and in summary of all, you would have to actually consider the fact that he who is given much is actually um, expected much of and so our purpose in life is related to our gifts our talents our ideas our capabilities our dreams waiting to be turned to reality our passions our goals and objectives our ambitions, our drive and aspirations that have been placed in us by the Lord from when we were formed in the womb. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 says, I chose you before I gave you life. And before you were born, I selected you to be a prophet to the nations. Yeah, I know the word prophet may not sit right with some of y'all. The image you have in your head is probably of John the Baptist preparing the way of the Lord in the wilderness. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, if that's your calling for God. But being a prophet can mean something as simple as sharing the goodness of God in your life with your friend, a neighbor, your colleagues at work, and it may also mean using your melodious voice to sing praises to God at church or a conference or even going to visit the motherless baby's home or giving financial assistance or succor to widows, showing love to mankind, saving lives as a doctor in an extraordinary way. This right here is how our purpose relates to us. When our humanity is in tune with the Spirit of the Lord, when we have a conscience and we exercise it, when we think about and act on how we can impact lives positively, however, the foundation of it all is first seeking the Lord 
to know what our gifts are. Some people don't seek the Lord to verify. They just have this strong staring in their heart that this is what they are meant to be doing and they act on it. Some don't ask and it gets revealed to them in a dream or through a life-changing experience. But today, we won't be talking about how to find your purpose. No, we're going to be doing that much later. We've talked about the meaning of purpose and how it relates to us as human beings and as Christians. Now we'll talk about the deterrence to knowing and achieving purpose. This is a broad topic, so it would involve more than one episode. A few days ago, I saw an Indian flick called Tamasha. I watch movies to relax sometimes and I am an unapologetic Bollywood fan. (laughs) Forgive me if there's anyone listening who dislikes Indian movies and their love stories. I absolutely love some of them. So this movie was produced in 2015. This is not a spoiler alert, just in case. However, um, I would need to uh, talk about the story. It kind of relates to purpose in life. It's a very nice movie. I mean, I think it's a nice movie. So, the story revolves around two Indians, Ved and Tara, on holiday in Corsica. They met coincidentally when Uved overheard Tara speaking to a local, asking for a phone. Apparently, she had lost her handbag, which had her phone and passport and all the stuff. So the local refused and she was upset. The Indian walked up to her and assisted. They got talking afterwards and both assumed aliases of the show that attracted them to Corsica in the first place. I mean, he assumed an alter ego that was so fun and energetic and likable, and she played along. I mean, they had so much fun. They eventually parted ways and agreed not to contact each other. And, well, considering that they had so much fun, trust my gender, she started catching feelings. She started to fall in love. About three or so years passed and they met again. She had a work trip in that city and she knew where she would likely find him. So it wasn't exactly coincidental. Fast forward, a relationship starts and she starts to realize that he isn't the alter ego she believed was his true nature. I mean, the alter ego she knew was what he portrayed back in Corsica but for some reason she believed that to be a part of his nature and so when she realized that it wasn't who he was in real life she was actually disappointed she had assumed he had a fun life and all He was a product manager in real life, 
with a narcissistic boss and a very routine life. The day he proposed, she was already bored with the relationship and she made it clear she told him he was different from Kosaka. I mean, from her experience in Kosaka with him. My annoyance was why wait till he proposed? I mean, why couldn't she tell him when she started to feel that way? Why did she have to wait until he called friends together and made a beautiful proposal? I mean, why? And I believe that was his annoyance too because, I mean, although he seemed to have taken it well initially, but he was so heartbroken. So basically, she believes that his alter ego is the real him. And so a lot happens. I mean, this flick runs for about two hours and some minutes. But guess what? It turned out that she was right. He wanted to be an entertainer right from his childhood. But having a controlling father, he ended up studying engineering and becoming a product manager, living an unhappy life. But he had lived that life for so long that he forgot what it felt like to pursue his dreams or to be really happy. Her initial rejection got him to re-examine his life and follow the path that gives him peace and gives other people joy. That's what he did eventually. But then it took a lot of soul searching, a lot of thinking, he had to go back to his family home and he realized that he was actually living a life that his father chose for him. After the movie ended, it got me thinking about things I loved to do as a young person got me thinking about deterrence that we all experience at one point in our lives or another. So truly, an unexamined life is not worth living. Man know thyself and be true to thyself. His deterrence here was his father. Can you look within and find yours? In the episodes to come, we would be discussing other deterrence. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. I remain your host, Annie Chucks. You have a good day. God bless you.